as we have been discussing on the show all week, 34 consultants based at Sligo University Hospital have expressed their concerns officially about the state of services at the hospital conditions there. Uh, they've written to the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, and to local TDs outlining such concerns in relation to lack of resources, lack of adequate staffing numbers and lack of equipment. Uh, the matter has already been raised twice in the Dáil this week with the Taoiseach himself getting involved and the consultants themselves had a meeting with the Minister for Health on the matter on Monday last. Well, two of the consultants um, based at Sligo Hospital uh, join us now. Dr Stephen Davis, consultant radiologist, and Dr Onya Burke, consultant haematologist and chair of the medical board. Welcome to you both. Uh, Dr Burke, I might, I might start with you. Can you line, outline exactly uh, the concerns that the 34 consultants have? Uh, yes, Niall. In fact, that number has now uh, gone up to 44 medical and surgical specialties, um, uh, specialists who have who have um, engaged in this matter. And um, yes, I mean, while in the immediate, um, they are treating patients currently in a timely, efficient and safe manner absolutely remains our priority. And that continues to happen on a day-to-day basis in Sligo. Uh, we are very conscious that... Um, we are incredibly overcrowded. In fact, when you look at trolley numbers compared to the bed stock of the hospital, we're the most overcrowded hospital in the country. Um, we're very conscious that the um, degree to which uh, the disparity between the demand for our services and the capacity um, we have to uh, provide them is being stretched so far that we feel that it's, you know, it's looking more and more untenable going into the future. Um, and while we feel that we're currently continuing to provide, um, uh, you know, a service, uh, we feel it is currently being compromised to a degree. But uh, it's, it's, it's the future of the acute service in the hospital that we're most uh, fearful over. Um, we feel that now is the time, um, you know, uh, as we say, there's nothing like the present, but now is the time um, to, to continue to talk about this issue. We, we have been talking about it for the last number of years. We've been writing letters, engaging with our managers locally, regionally, at the HSE level and, and at the departmental level um, uh, regularly over the past number of years. And, and uh, But each time we engage on this matter, it becomes more and more urgent. Um, you know, the time is now and we require action on behalf of all of the population of the Northwest, Really, you know, services are provided from Sligo across the entire region. And, um, you know, uh, uh, there's no, you know, we, there is no more time left that we, that we can sit around for the action. So, yes, it is urgent. Um, mm. In terms of care being provided immediately, I want to reassure people that absolutely in the immediate Sligo University Hospital is um, absolutely open for business and providing services um, and, and acute care continues and nobody should be put off from coming to the hospital but we acknowledge that the hospital is overcrowded um, and um, we're fearful for the, the future provision of, of, of acute services. Okay well if I could uh, bring in uh, Dr. Dr. Stephen David as well. Um, Dr. David specifically what are the I mean you talk about resources, uh, lack of staffing, equipment. Yeah. We've, we've been hearing what various ministers and indeed the Taoiseach has been saying in the Dáil in recent days about this and they're saying there has been significant investment in the hospital in recent years. Yeah, and um, honestly, now we're struggling to see where exactly that is 
because we have been requesting, for example, just to give concrete examples, we've been requesting a second CT scanner for years. Now, we've been going the usual channels, and for us, that is to take it through the sale to hospital group. And we just meet a brick wall. That's as far as it goes. It doesn't really get escalated nationally. What we found um, over the years is that requests for additional resources to Sligo usually get as far as Sailta in Galway, and that's where they stop. Because as far as we can see, the focus for Sailta is Galway. It is not Sligo. Um, so since we've become a part of this group, we feel that we just haven't had our fair share of, of resources because we we don't have sale to advocating strongly enough on our behalf. So with the CT scanner, Galway actually prioritised a third CT scanner for GWH rather than a second for Sligo. Now, the big clinical risk in any acute hospital, so a CT scanner for people that don't understand is an absolutely essential piece of equipment. This is not a luxury item. This is how we manage in 2022 patients with major trauma, with acute abdominal problems, with chest problems, with stroke. All of these acute things are managed using CT. And if your CT scanner breaks and you go from one to zero CT scanners, that is a way bigger clinical risk than going from two to one CT scanner. So how a third CT was justified in Galway over a second here. Uh, I'm I'm at a loss. Okay. Well, well, you you met as, as a group with uh, Minister Donnelly earlier in the week, and no doubt uh, told him in uncertain terms of some of your concerns. So, would you be confident that's going to make a difference, or did the minister understand where you were coming from? I, I think he 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 came across well. I have to say, I, I, I think and um, Frank Fehan organised that and. I have to commend Frank for doing that so quickly because it, it did all happen very quickly since the email first went to the minister. A lot of it was sort of feeding back to us, telling us how much has been given to Sligo, like you mentioned earlier. But again, as people working on the ground, we just failed to see it. We heard from the Taoiseach yesterday that we have uh, increased staff numbers, over 1,800 WTEs in the hospital. We can't see it. Every department has empty jobs. People leave and they can't be filled again. We have, I was in ED this morning and I was chatting to staff there. Senior nurses have left uh, ED and their jobs are either empty or they've been filled with much more junior staff. And that makes a difference. Well, well, I'm not sure where all these resources have gone because we don't really feel the benefit of them. And Niall, to be fair, um, when we've spoken to the minister face-to-face last spring, um, he was able to outline uh, the investment in Flag University Hospital in recent years. And there has been investment. I mean, we're not denying that and, and, um, and, and we're not failing to acknowledge that. However, we're coming from a low baseline. And um, with, you know, as, uh, you know with fair, in fairness to the minister, in our most recent meeting... He very much acknowledged um, our concerns and was able to uh, sort of um, recognise that there was a clear disparity between the investment that has been made, I suppose, on pa- well, it's been made in reality, but the, it, how, how it looks on paper 
um, and what what it looks like has been done beside one paper and the disparity between it and the lived reality for patients uh, using the service and for healthcare professionals working in the service. And 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 she was very um, very well able to to sort of acknowledge and recognise that. Mm. In terms of what um, you know he offered, I think there is a real um, uh, opportunity upcoming in uh, what he described as an area-based capacity analysis. And um, this is being uh, this is a, you know an analysis that's been performed from the Department of Health, looking at each of the regions across the country. And this is to facilitate strategic investment in capital infrastructure. So I suppose the, my paraphrasing of it is to date, um, infrastructure has been funded according to essentially who asked for it or who shouted the loudest. And that's across the country. Um, and, you know, the EU have identified the northwest of Ireland as a lagging region. We know that we are already behind in terms of capital infrastructure. And um, the minister very clearly acknowledged that it is, you know, highly likely once this area-based capacity analysis is performed, that the deficits in this region will be clearly identified. And I suppose I believe that that analysis needs to be expedited. This region needs to be prioritised for that analysis ahead of other areas in the country, and that the findings of that analysis need to be acted upon quickly. Um, I've met the Minister on a number of occasions and he's very clear on a need for strategic investment and I feel if that is followed through on, um, you know, the, the North West will benefit from that. And, you know, uh, I think um, all of his plans in terms of increasing capital investment um, and, um, you know, and looking at the process as to how capital investment takes place, I think those are really important to work and I think if those really are followed through on that there will be benefit for the region um, the region as a whole. Alright, just a final question for both of you, I don't know uh, if, if both of you want to comment on, on this or not the, the suggestion that by highlighting this in a very public way as you say at the start of the interview, 44 consultants have now um, put their names to your official concerns about the a level of services at, at Sligo it, Hospital. It's actually in, increasing all the time now. That's up to 53 now. Yeah, it, it's, it's, could, could it be said that you, you might be doing a disservice to the hospital because surely that's going to be a deterrent towards anyone thinking of, of coming to, to work as a consultant at Sligo Hospital in future? Oh, Niall, I, I have to say I'm passionate about not undermining the current service that we provide. Sligo University Hospital has traditionally been a very strong employer. Our consultant posts have been very competitive. People want to come and live and work in Sligo as a, as a region, but to work in Sligo University Hospital. I was a junior trainee here and I wanted to come back, as have most of my colleagues. Um, our highlighting of these concerns is not the elements that's going to affect this. It's the capacity deficits that are affecting this. People um, are you know, and it's been happening across the country a lot longer than it's been happening in Sligo. People are wary about coming back to work in the Irish Health Service as a whole because of the capacity deficit. And I don't think us highlighting them um, is, is the main factor in that. And the last thing we want to do is to put patients off coming to the hospital. The service is as it is, and we are continuing to provide it and work very hard to provide it on a daily basis. And people, if they need our services, should continue to come to us. And we will continue to try and fill our vacant posts um, 
you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that the uh, consultant contract negotiations that are ongoing um, will have a positive outcome. I think that's very important. I think um, that, that, that process needs to take into account hospitals in, in, in large urban areas as well as areas such as the northwest. Um, and, and, and it hopefully will be a competitive contract that will, will entice people back. But at the moment, um, it's the capacity deficits, um, you know, the pay disparity, the, the, the um, national infrastructural um, deficits that are, are putting people off, not not us highlighting the issue. All right, OK. Uh, uh, Dr. David, do you want to add, add to that? Yeah, I might just add to that. I mean, I'm extremely proud to work in this hospital. Uh, you know, I work with fantastic people. The staff in this hospital are second to none. Um, but the facilities that we work in are not up to scratch. I feel it's our duty if we see this, that we need to say something about it. We have been saying it through the sale to channels. That hasn't worked. And we've resorted to trying to get the, the word out by the minister. And that seems to have had some effect and hopefully will have an effect. But if we want to maintain the standards, and make no mistake, the standards in our hospital are extremely high. Um, we're lucky to have a hospital of the quality of Sligo. It's termed a level three hospital. But to be honest, with the level of services and the range of specialties, it's kind of uh, it's, it's like a level three plus hospital. Uh, and in order to maintain those standards, we don't want to see just the overcrowding slowly erode the quality in the hospital. Uh, and that could happen unless we do something about it. Very good. OK, many thanks to both of you for joining us on the programme. Dr. Anya Borg, Dr. Stephen Dan, thanks for joining us. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Al. Thanks. And uh, lots of reaction to that. Understandably, this person says all political parties in the area of our hospital are responsible for how our hospital has been let run down. But the incompetent parties that are holding power are the biggest sinners of all. Um, less talk is needed, more action, uh, says this person. Um, all these meetings that are happening is a complete talking shop. It's a situation, says Pat, where the money still is always spent in Dublin uh, this lady says how this government and our political parties all of them have run the hospital to a dangerous state is a national crime it's time we actually think about putting people forward to run in the next election who will represent the people and protect our hospital uh, more meetings says Francis lots of meetings going on but we don't hear any results and this person says wards are not staffed at the hospital because of the over-reliance that Sligo University Hospital has on agency staff these staff will only work Sunday to Tuesday so there's no staff available Wednesday to Saturday there are plenty of vacancies but managers go out of their way uh, not to fill these posts how can the hospital have 20 plus agency staff working Sunday night and Sunday day shifts when the hospital isn't as busy as it is during the week and the wards are staffed with very young inexperienced staff who are overwhelmed with the actual with what the actual job entails says this person 